0: It's time to talk sports. It's time to talk golf. Now the Scottish Disability Golf Partnership has been going for many years now. It gives people with disabilities the chance to take up the game of golf even if they've never picked up a club before where they want to play for fun or play competitively. The chance and the support is there thanks to the SDGP. Now Jim Gales joins us now. Jim thank you very much for speaking with us. So we're coming to the end of 2016. Has it been a busy Year for SDGP.
1: Yeah, it's uh, been a, an extremely busy year. Uh, we thought that we were going to be beginning, beginning around about April time, but actually we started in February. Uh, we had uh, so much to get in over the, 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 the sort of 2016 season, as it were. And uh, we started with a few clinics uh, and we ended up uh, with a couple of major competitions in St Andrews. So it's been a, probably our busiest year so far. Yeah. Uh,
0: so there's all sorts of tournaments uh, been going on, Jim but let, let's just go back to, to, to the beginning when SDgp was was founded um, because the idea there was to give people the chance to to take up golf or perhaps continue after you know perhaps they, they lost a sight or another
1: disability or so on
0: um, what was it, um, was it a shorter calendar then was it was it harder to get people involved?
1: Very much a shorter calendar. Um, it wasn't so much getting the people involved at that time; it was getting the word out there. You know, we we'll get the you know the usual sort of outlets through the the website and the social media. Although ten years ago, eleven years ago, it wasn't particularly uh, uh, an explosion of social media as it is nowadays. So what we did was started in and around uh, the sort of east of Scotland area generally, and uh, we had about. Three, four dozen members at most, and then we developed it from there. We had games, competitions, just fun events generally with uh, our coaches and guides, and uh, made it a fun event and a, and a, a generally a, an informal introduction to the game. And I think that's quite important when we, you know, bringing people in who have lost their sight either suddenly or over a period of time. Or have not, as you say, never touched a club before.
0: Anyway, and it's grown over the years. You you play tournaments in Scotland, you play tournaments in the UK, and you play across the world as well. So would you say then that as the SDGP has grown, golf for people with disabilities or blind or partially sighted golf has grown in the same way?
1: Yeah, it has. Um, we have quite a unique position. Um, over the last five years or so, we've had people visit us from other countries to come in and basically steal our ideas if you like (laughs) (laughs) Uh, they've taken the the framework that we've built up over the years and taken it back to their countries Uh, and in the past few years we've had people from Norway, New Zealand um, England and a couple of other European nations Uh, and indeed next year where the the guys from New Zealand are coming back to revisit us to uh, form a, a sort of a little bit of an alliance between us because New Zealand is, is a little bit off the beaten track in general golfing terms, so they're wanting to obviously bring in, to develop new games and new competitions. And uh, the, what the, the biggest thing they want to do is really to take on the idea of our clinics, which we've adapted over recent years, um, and instead of having big lumps, big groups of people coming along to one, two, three or four venues across the country, what we're now doing is taking those uh, individuals and put them into small groups into local PGA professionals and giving them lessons or quite near the home of the local golf club. Uh, And I think that's proven more popular. Uh, So one, they don't have to travel too far, and and two, it's it's even more on an informal level.
0: And I would would imagine there's a lot of support for this from, say, the Royal and Ancient and, and the clubs around the country as well.
1: The golf clubs uh, are in and around Scotland have been fantastic to Scottish disability golf over since we started in 2004. Um, initially, more so in the east, but as the word spread, you know, we're, we're now we've played over 230, 240 golf clubs in Scotland now, uh, which is quite a, a record in itself. Uh, so, you know, we've got to these when we we'll travel as a group there. They're very good, look after us very well and, and we give them a little bit of trade back through the golf shop, a little bit of publicity and things like that, so they've looked after us extremely well really. Well, what was the membership like now? Um, as I updated the website yesterday I think we've got 1,031 members.
0: Fantastic, for for just you know, a couple of dozen people uh, way back at the beginning Jim, so if we were to come up to 2016 then and look back yep. over the years well, what were some of the big tournaments or perhaps some of the big achievements this year?
1: Uh, well, we still can't get rid of this uh, theme that we seem to have with the Scotland-England match. <laughs> uh, I think we mentioned this in one of our previous chats on the radio and where we we lost the Old Enemies Cup this year to the, the English team. Um, and of course, it was in Scotland. And for the past five years, whoever's hosted the event has lost. <laughs> we we so the Scots care. have won in England, English have won in Scotland. You <laughs> can't seem to shake it. Um, so, well, obviously, we we'll want to try and break that result next year, but uh, probably that was our biggest team event, certainly. Uh, we've had around 30, just over 30, uh, what we call our order of merit events, and that counts towards the likes of a, a, a championship, at the end of the year for an individuals and for pairs. Uh, what we've started this last year in a little bit of earnest is a, a payers' competition. So it's an extra step when somebody goes along and has a golf lesson uh, and a little bit of practice. Um, it's a, quite a big jump to move directly into competition. So what we've introduced or reintroduced this year is a, a pairs competition where a, a blind or vision impaired person, for example, will come along with their guide and play in a competition uh, just to, alongside all the other golfers. Gives them a chance, want to introduce them to the game. Uh, it, in effect, playing nine holes, so it's not a big jump to play 18-hole competitions, and it gives them a chance to, again, an informal approach to the game. Um, we've finished off this this season with a competition in Portugal. Um, we thought, you know, November, late November in Scotland, early December, it's not going to be the best of weather, so pop across to Portugal for a little bit of sun, a little bit of golf, Perhaps the odd adult beverage. Um, unfortunately, six days out of the seven, it rained. <laughs> oh, so, <dear. laughs> well, I think we've got a day and a half's golf, um, and the rest of the time we were stuck in the 19th. It was just absolutely pouring rain, thunderstorms, the works.
0: <laughs> Should have stayed at home. Yeah. <laughs> So it's it's been a busy year. You're still growing um, the association. And as you say, you know you don't have to have played golf before. You, you could have never been near a golf course or a golf club that the help and the support is there uh, to take it to whatever level you want to.
1: Yeah, we've got uh, some very good PGA teaching professionals now scattered around the country who've dealt with this from day one, basically. And they know exactly what's involved to take somebody you know, and introduce them to the, the golf clubs and the game um, and find out what a really good social game it can be, a social aspects of it, and that's the most important thing. Um, and, I mean, the other end of the scale is, is next year we're doing the, the Scottish Auburn in St Andrews, um, and that's now uh, an event which we're looking to attract around about 80 people minimum. Uh, And that's going to count towards the European ranking system, which within the next couple of years, we're hoping that it'll move towards a Paralympic bid for getting golf into the Paralympics
0: would be a huge achievement. Um, you know, and and that that achievement, as you say, can be, you know, the SDGP can obviously achieve a great deal and has done over the years. The individuals can achieve as well, because individually, um, you guys, you mentioned Portugal there, but you do get to play all over the world in different tournaments if you want to take it to that level.
1: Yes, absolutely. That's the they give everybody the choice. You know, you can come along to purely clinics if you want, purely just golf lessons and, you know, just enjoy that. You can take part in the pairs and the individual competitions in just your local area. But also, you know, the, the big jump is to play with throughout the UK and Europe and the world. Um, um, you mentioned in, I think, your tweet earlier that you can now move on to becoming a professional golfer. The PGA throughout the UK and various points in Europe are now encouraging uh, golfers with disabilities to become professionals. Uh, which is a, a massive, from my perspective, quite frightening you know, to, to actually go along to that level. It's a, it's a mm-hmm. huge, huge step for anybody with a disability.
0: But but it does show that the, the potential is there and the ability is there and the recognition is there that uh-huh. if you have a disability, you can become a professional golfer.
1: Yeah, I think that's the big step forward with European Disabled Golf and the various federations throughout the world is that now they're coming online and uh, recognising that uh, having a disability is not a barrier to playing, competing and becoming a professional within the game.
0: Jim, it's it's been uh, a busy 10, 12 years now since uh, SDGP was founded, still going from strength to strength. Um, If people would like to find out a little bit more about um, golf or disabled people or indeed the SDGP itself, how do they get in touch?
1: Okay, I suppose the best point of contact would be the the website, which is all the W's dot and all the regular social media, telephone numbers, email, etc., is all contained within that. Uh, and then give us a call and we'll set things in motion and get them holding a the club and swinging in the 2017 season.
0: Jim, pleasure is always chatting with you. Best of luck for 2017 and thank you for speaking with us on RNIB Connect Radio.
1: Thanks very much, Alan.